Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Imperfect Podcast. I'm Kathy. And I'm Kennedy. Join us on this week's episode as we discuss intriguing topics and people of interest that will inspire us to explore all of the unique pieces of ourselves. We are all imperfectly perfect. We're We're glad glad you're here. here. Welcome back to our next episode of the Imperfect Podcast. Why do some decisions not require a lot of effort, but some decisions take ages to make, like making the decision to call the telephone company and ask them why your bill has gone up? Why does the decision to take the first step take forever? Yeah, I've never experienced that at all. (laughs) It's like, oh, I have to call them. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say a cable company, but I guess it's all the same now anyway so yeah -hmm. right so today we've decided that we're going to talk about decisions so what causes a person a person a person to hesitate or to have difficulty in making a decision Um, and there's actually multiple reasons uh, more than I would have guessed Uh, so to start off it can be just straightforward a fear of failure and a lack of confidence or information yeah yeah so Um, there there can be multiple reasons for that just insecurities and things like that but um I don't know it depends on the level of decision too I guess if it's like a I don't want to say life or death situation but um if it's just a simple decision like lack of information it can kind of be you know, maybe not so relatable, but if you need a lot of information in making said decision, I can understand why someone's confidence might be lacking. Yeah. We're not just talking like what color slurpee do I get? Mm. Um, You know, when you're looking at the the bigger decisions in life, sometimes you do need information and uh, to have the confidence that you're capable to make the right decision, I think is one of the biggest hurdles, right? Like, what if I make the wrong decision? If it's like, if it really is an important decision, not the slurpy decision, but what if, let's say you're buying a car and it's down between two or three of them and and you really like that one and you're thinking that you're going to go that way, but you know, that there comes that voice. Well, what what if there's something really wrong with the engine? What if he's not being honest with you? What if, you know, and then you play the what if game and you can drive yourself nuts. Yeah. And with that lack of information as well, like the car example is a perfect example because for me, I really don't know a whole lot about cars. So to have that lack of information like causes me to waver on my confidence and what I want or what I think is the right choice. But I guess in that situation, I would just pull my boyfriend with me and be like, okay, you're going to help me make this decision, I guess. (laughs) Well, that's valid. Sometimes we do need help with making decisions, but then other times, as we're going to discuss a little bit later, um, asking too many people's opinions can actually get in the way of you actually making a decision. Right. So, right. So the next one uh, would be that it can be a symptom of mental health conditions, which was surprising to find out. Um, So it can be because of ADHD, depression, or PTSD are the three that we found. There could be more, Um, but it was kind of like just bluntly put out there. And mom was like, oh, 
whoa, okay. I didn't yeah, know that I, was a thing. I never looked at it that way. But then once I read them, then we started to discuss as we were preparing for the show, makes total sense, mm. right? You know, I can't personally, sometimes I think I have ADHD. I think some just, people, like, I think a lot of people have a touch of, but some people just yeah. have like very serious. Me, it's more just, yeah, the, the follow through, right? Like you're cleaning, you find something, you go put that back while you're in that room, you find something else, you take it to the yep. And pretty soon, like every room is messy. Yeah. But, um, so I can't really relate too much to the ADHD one, but um, some of the other ones that we looked at, like, can totally see how depression, like exactly what is depression, right? Like it's a pre like it's a pressing down of your regular mood. So you're not working on all cylinders there and it can mm. really influence your ability to make a good decision or in cases of PTSD, you know, um, perhaps there's been times in a person's life when they have made what they thought was a good decision and were ridiculed for it or it turned out badly and you know then the fear body in us that just wants to protect us mm. is going like uh last time you made a decision that didn't turn out well and you know you were in danger or this happened or that happened or you were betrayed or left or whatever the case may be and it makes total sense to me yeah and i was even thinking as you were talking about the depression one it could be like you're struggling to make a decision just because you don't care you're so depressed and down and out that it's just like I can't make a decision because I couldn't care any less yeah it makes me think of supper time tonight you know you're like well do you want to go here and get that and I was just so tired out that mm. I just you know I had a late night last night today was like full of stuff and it's just been a really busy and kind of emotionally charged past few days so when you asked me that I was like oh, I can't even bother to think like just take me somewhere I don't even care where and just like whatever I'll buy whatever it is to eat because I don't care so mm. uh, yeah good point yeah uh so another one would be uh having issues making a decision or difficulty making a decision can actually be a learned behavior uh makes a whole lot of sense so People who were raised where there was opportunity to learn and grow from their choices, I guess, um, feel more comfortable about making decisions. Um, so again, it, it, what's that? I was going to say kind of like it's part of the growing up. It's just another thing you learn, another skill. And and it's not always like, like a game show, like you chose the wrong door, right? It's like, mm -hmm. oh, all the doors have something behind them. And, you know, we're just going to find out what's in. If it doesn't work out, whatever, we'll pick another door. But yeah, a um, little bit more old fashioned way was like, you just kind of obeyed and you didn't really, you didn't really uh, have much opportunity as a child to speak and you know speak up for what your needs wants or desires were so you know a lot of times I think people in my generation for sure and I don't know maybe you can speak more to yours but I guess it would be dependent on whatever particular family system you grew up in but yeah can totally see that one as well because if you were raised in an atmosphere where it wasn't safe 
to make the wrong decision or there was going to be strong repercussions, uh, you know, in the family structure if you didn't take the decision, you know, and sometimes it wasn't always a right or wrong decision, but maybe it was the decision that the parent, you know, maybe there was some um, issues in the whole family system itself and maybe the parent wanted you to make a certain decision and you didn't take that decision then you know I, I could see how that would have a trickle down effect and yeah I was just gonna say if I can butt in I think it's kind of I can see where you're going with the generational thing but I don't think that it's about a generational thing I think it is just strictly based on family structure um, because as the more you talked, the more my thought processes were coming out of your mouth. Like the more I was thinking it was coming through in your mouth as well. Like you were having That's the same weird. thought <laughs> about how some family dynamics, it would be almost, you didn't feel safe to make a decision because you knew every question and every decision was a test. Right. let's see what you're going to come up with and are you going to pick the choice that I've brought you up and taught you to make right so and sometimes it's not just a direct question either it can be a circumstantial or certain situation that they're just watching to see how you react what you do um do you do them well and how they've raised you kind of thing. So I think it's just straight up about family structure, um, in my opinion, at least. Um, because like you said, if the decisions are being associated, associated with making errors or bad choices, um, indecisive, indecisiveness will result from that. Um, you just can't win. So it's easier just to avoid sometimes or, you just make the decision that you know everyone else is going to be happy with so that you don't have to deal with the consequences. Um, but yeah. Can, yeah. Yeah. What you were saying. Okay. So I can speak on it in terms of being a parent and uh, other parenting styles that I've seen. You know, I've got quite a broad span there of, well, you're how old now? you want me to say it so you know I've got a few years of experience and also in seeing how your peers were raised and and uh, your younger sister's peers were raised and in what you were saying as a parent yeah there is some of that you know I taught them the lesson to be kind and now I'm going to stand back and hope that they make the right decision and hope that they take what I I taught them and turn turn it to good or whatever but there's also the case of you know, some not always good uh, motives at play there and uh, a little bit to, hmm, how do I say this nicely? You know where I'm going with it, but um, sometimes it wasn't always about the kid. Mm. It was, you know, more about the parent and their own needs than yeah. the child learning and growing for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In some cases, I think, you know, as an adult, it can become an unconscious coping strategy, you know, to not make decisions sort of out of safety, because when you were growing up and, and it wasn't safe to make certain decisions, or yeah, like you said, you couldn't win, right? Didn't matter what decision you made, you thought you're making the right one or the one that your parent wanted or your friend, and it always seemed to be the wrong one. So as an adult, it could become a coping strategy. Yeah. Out of just fear of making the wrong one. And 
you kind of like it's kind of like I picture someone backing into a corner like that kind of imagery um so another uh one would be the thought that it can have a negative impact on your self-worth so it kind of plays into what we were just talking about that um the fear and anxiety of even having to make a decision can become so paralyzing um and the safety of indecision seems easier so um the squirrel right right crossing the road right (laughs) i've been that squirrel should i no right wait but then and then this and then whatever but what what? and what if yeah the what if yeah yeah um but i also feel it can go like one of two ways um see i'm the type of person that I have no issue with making a decision, actually. Um, Sometimes I like for other people to make decisions just because I want them to have the choice. Um, But I oftentimes will make a decision um, and it was because of what I wanted, but then to like further through conversations, sometimes um, I can be swayed um to change my mind uh but if I had to do things for myself I find I am really good at making decisions but it's when other layers of different people come into play like I just want other people to be pleased so then sometimes I can struggle with making a decision because I just want them to have what they want so it's just a whole big bag of (laughs) who knows what's gonna pull out of the hat today really big bag right (laughs) And perfectionism can be just as difficult, right? So, like, you can relate to that as well as I can. And what are you trying to say? Nothing. <laughs> um, there's no in between because yep. it's either right or it's wrong, right? So, that black or white thinking can often get us in a lot of trouble. And, you know, kind of again, like, just almost the paralyzing like during in the headlights look what do I do now yeah and some people uh get lost in details so um mom and I were talking about this before we hit record back to me right <laughs> um but some people have so much information that it's just like uh, uh, uh like you do really well at yeah I can totally do that so okay I'm talking about in this circumstance, um, mom is so good with coming up with podcast topics and so good at finding quality information, but right. But that's the thing. Like you said, I have, by the end of it all, you have information from here to my house is how you said it. And look at these 42 pages of the first sentence we're going to (laughs) talk. Right. And so um not so much now but before I would come down here and mom's like yeah so I have the stuff we just have to edit it and condense it and I am not kidding you when we first started it I would show up and there would be like 16 pages and we would slowly have to go through but again it's all quality information mom really put the effort in but it just the overwhelm of uh, 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 so she found the information and she just went 
okay, we're going to make decisions when Kennedy gets here because I don't know what the heck I'm going to well, do with all know, this. Just I got to interrupt you because as you're talking, and I hope I don't lose the thought before I get to the end of my own sentence, but I think, I feel that that comes from the type of person I am is everything matters. Like the way you looked at me, the way you twitched your eyebrow when you said something when mm. you took the drink of water mid-sentence and how you crossed your arm like everything is so important to the con like context is super important to me so when I'm looking for information and I'm like oh those are really good points okay and then I happen to like go looking for something oh that's really good too and oh I can't leave this out because that matters. And then all of a sudden I've got a mountain of details and it's overwhelming. And then I'm just like, again, yeah. Yeah. deer in the headlights. <laughs> yeah. And I think that is a, wow. Journey to self-discovery. <laughs> right. <laughs> We've cured Kathy today. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that's a lot of it for me because, you know, and I know, sometimes it requires patience to you know <laughs> listen to me go on but you know I'm that kind of person and when you know if if you're giving me a report on something significant that happened in your life and I'm like okay well, we'll wait just don't let what okay what time did you get there yeah and what was going on like and okay so you had drinks before okay that's good you know and it's again and Kennedy gets it and she's used to me but to anybody else that didn't know I actually said to my brother something similar a few months ago about how my mind worked like that and why I need all these details to make a like picture of mm. the whole entire situation and I think that's probably plays into the whole you know why I can often uh, look at a situation and get pretty close to what the underneath layers are there is because all of those you know now computing things are in my brain but uh yeah yeah well, we're uh we're getting somewhere today because i'm okay so self-discovery of me now maybe that's why i don't have such a hard time making decisions because even in our interactions with so mom just recently um made the big announcement about her clinic being open um so she's been open for a little bit of time now and uh creating her website was a big job for mom and it was very overwhelming and again lost in the details like so much quality information don't know how to make concise choices and how whatever but I was quite blunt with you a couple of times where you were like what do you think of this and I was like no but maybe that's why I'm good at making decisions is because I know some people just need to hear it bluntly because that's how you work. You almost need to hear it, but you also need to know why, but I can give you a reason why. I do. I do need to know a lot of the whys. And interestingly enough, it pertains to me. Like if you had it, let's say it was you doing a website and asking my opinion, I would have no problem at all sorting out oh this should go here and this should go there and take that out that looks stupid and whatever and put a picture of you here and like I could totally organize that mm. way faster than I did my own <laughs> like yeah 
ever. The <laughs> so- I think it's multiple. Yeah. Again, like we don't have to go any deeper into this. We can continue on, but I think it's multiple things, right? It's probably, you know, your own self-confidence. I, I can see a bit of that uh, lost in all of the extra details, um, fear of rejection. Like, I think there's a lot of different things. Um, cause like you said, if it were my website, you wouldn't have that issue. Right. Because you're not like, I'm not risking anything. So right. You, I mean, you're my daughter. Of course I am. I'm always right. But I hear what you're saying. Also, you know, the uh, type of clinic that I'm going into, it's, it's all different. It's old thinking, but it's new thinking at the same time. And you know, that's, are people going to get it? Are they going to see like, this makes so much sense? Or is it only me? And they're, am I going to be judged? And, you know, all those were back to all that stuff again. So Mm. anyway, we should get back to the topic that we were talking about. (laughs) It's all right. This is good. This is good. Um, We also found just as a last one that there's also what's called abulomania. Um, Yeah. And it's when a person shows strong signs of indecisiveness and it affects every aspect of their life it becomes almost like an obsession i think this Uh, is a rarity but i had met a few people that yeah if they don't have it they're pretty darn close yeah can't make any what should i wear what should i have for breakfast well what time should i leave and should i wash my hair today and you know everything i'm not I'm not like that. Thank goodness. Should I walk with my left foot first or my right? Like right down to the nitty gritty details, like controls your life. But that is on extremes. Um, but I have never heard of abulomania, but uh, interesting. Me <laughs> um, I've also noticed there's some people can't make a decision and they get mad at everyone else who... <sighs> is in the group, you know, um, it's almost like a projection, right? So let's mm-hmm. say, for example, maybe I'm not explaining this properly, but let's say, for example, we were going to decide what movie to go to. Mm. And Kennedy's there, and my other daughter, Emmy, is there, and my mom is there. And so I say, you know, hey, guys, what movie are we going to go to? And you guys are all like, well whatever like I kind of like this one I was thinking this or I watched the trailer for that and um in this circumstance I would become increasingly angry even though I didn't know what I wanted I'd be angry at you guys because somebody's not making a decision right yeah and so even though it's my own my own error or inability I guess I project that onto other people. I've had that experience with so many people. It's so true. It's like your frustration within yourself of not being able to make a choice, but seeing it in real time as somebody else and not yourself, it's extra frustrating. frustrating. Yeah. Right. Like, why can't, can't you make a decision? decision? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Can you make it? Why can't you make it? Now it matters. Yeah. Right. Right. It, yeah anyway and not more to be said about that I guess but yeah very true it's a good observation <laughs> um so steps in becoming more decisive and we actually looked this up you want to know what the first one is I thought it was a joke mom read it out loud I was like okay make a decision well really steps in becoming more decisive number one is make a decision 
Yes. And that's the thing. It's like the, I've seen posts online uh, of, you know, why, why don't you just stop overthinking? Wow. Well, I never thought about that before. Like (laughs) just obviously make a decision. Thank you so much. Um, But it further explained that sometimes um, it can sometimes be more beneficial to not ask for others' opinions and to just trust your intuition um, because sometimes adding other people's opinions and everybody is different. Everybody's perception is different. Everybody's experiences are different. So everybody is going to have a different answer. That's why we are all unique. Um, Sometimes adding other layers of other people's choices and what they would pick in your circumstance makes it more confusing. Um, And again, it kind of gets you lost in the information you have 10 people's opinions, but meanwhile, you can't even remember what your initial first choice was. And now you're questioning why you even chose that because only two out of the 10 thought that, and the other eight had eight different opinions. And I you know, this life, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but quite often now, uh, well, I guess let me start by saying, um, intuition. Mm. I always, now looking back I always had strong intuition and that you know when you go to school and you're taught about life and how life works nobody ever mentions that and it was never talked about at home and so I knew that I sometimes knew things that I should know or or felt had certain feelings about it anyway into like intuitive or you know um extrasensory kind of thing and so I gradually learned to push that down because in my world, I didn't see it anywhere else. And why do I have this thing and mm. whatever. And um, I think that's kind of maybe where it started. But now as I've gotten older, I've realized that sometimes I will ask other people's opinions. And <laughs> again, friends and family have to know me and realize that I'm not like, intending it to to uh be insulting to them that i've learned that that's how i often make decisions for myself is i'll ask other people their uh take on something or a certain circumstance kennedy's favorite is when we go to the restaurant and i'll ask the server you know like hey you work here and like what's your favorite thing to eat and they'll say, oh, I really like the fish cakes. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So I'm yeah, I hate fish. Thanks for nothing. Like, <laughs> right, right. But sometimes it is stuff that I like, not necessarily fish. When have you ever picked something that the server has know, recommended? It helps me decide, okay? I'm not you being, have never, like I've never experienced it. Becoming more decisive. Right, okay. Was... Step one is admitting you have the problem, right? no it's okay so let's just pare it all down um I use that to determine my own like how I feel about things Mm. so if you said well I really like the spaghetti and meatballs I'd be like "Mm, spaghetti yeah I'm not feeling that tonight Mm. so you know then I would be able to narrow down my choices or whatever I know it sounds a little back um, you know backwards perhaps (laughs) but I've learned to work with it and go with it it's just how my mind works and mm-hmm. uh, it's actually really helped me once I realized that that is why I do it mm. so another word for intuition is essentially trust your gut too so 
Um, some people like to call it that. I tend to call it, oh, I got to go with my gut or whatever. But um, the second uh, step in becoming more decisive is to develop your confidence. So again, it kind of furthers to what mom was already saying, avoid second guessing and have just confidence in yourself. Um, and again, easier said than done. Um, confidence is a whole other topic in itself. Um, but to be able to develop um, how you feel about yourself and your own choices. Um, and maybe you're looking back at your track record and how many choices you've made and maybe they've gone wrong and it can hard, be hard to have confidence in the fact that you can even make a decision that is going to turn out well. So, um, yeah, just developing your confidence. Yeah. And letting things go again, easier said than done, but try not to worry too much about the mistakes. It's part of life. You know, we all do it. We all, <sighs> you know, some things aren't within our control. I recently had a circumstance that I was kind of like, oh, should I have done this? Should I have done that? Would that have changed the outcome? You know, all those sorts of things. It's, it's hard to let go and hurt mm. to realize that, you know, sometimes everything isn't within your control and you know life goes on and maybe those things would have happened with or without you so right um choosing one person that can act as a sounding board so um kind of flipping the coin on what we said earlier on don't ask others for their opinion um, you could ask someone to be a sounding board or could even ask someone for their opinion. But the point is, is maybe asking 10 or 20 people isn't the best option because then it's just overflow of opinion and um, it can become overwhelming. Well, and then you've got 10 different decisions, right? To add mm -hmm. to your already have or many you had. Right. And it's just even bigger. It's a bigger problem than it had at the beginning. You know, right. Begun. So, yeah. Uh, how about talking it out? Uh, as I was saying, speaking, this is my version of talking it out. Speaking it out loud can sometimes help resolve internalized conflict. So like I was saying about, you know, hey, Kennedy, do you like the pink this or the red that? And you said, well, I like the pink. And I'm like, well, I kind of do too. But, you know, I think I get more wear out of the red. And, you know, it's sometimes just doing that and speaking out loud, it, it's, it helps me. Mm. I can't be uh, what I said I can't be the only person like that right no you're not I mean I've done it sometimes and Eric will give me a look and be like and I'll just feel like I'm just talking aloud to myself leave me alone um but I mean some things that work differently for different people it's the same that some are visual learners some are tactical learners some are auditory learners um in this circumstance it's kind of the same you resolve and work through things differently some people need a piece of paper to do a math equation some people can do it in their head like yeah. we're all different so um so taking a practical approach so just narrow it down to three options so if you've got 10 things rolling around in your head and i don't know whatever um colors is the easy example i've got 10 color options well I definitely don't like these two. Okay. These two kind of clash. So we'll ditch that. And if you can narrow it down to three, that is a so much easier on your own brain, but B that could perhaps be a time to ask for other people's 
okay, which of these three do you like? And maybe you go, okay, I don't care how it ends up. Like I'm going to pick the majority rules or, you know, you write down your initial choice and no matter what everybody else says, you get their opinion, but you've decided you like this one or whatever, at least narrowing it down to three or even two is better than the 10. For sure. Because everybody's going to say, well, I like that one and that one and that one. Right. And you're going to have a bunch of different opinions. Also, as you were saying that, um, as a mom, I really tried to do that for you guys. I would give you three choices that I already pre-approved, but not telling you, of course. And I would say, you know, do you want to wear the the green shoes, the black shoes, or the blue shoes? And all shoes were okay choices in my mind. So that was enabling you to make your own decisions and get stronger at that. And uh, yeah, to only have three choices so it wasn't overwhelming. You mm. know, I've seen examples of parents that do give their children a lot of choices. And I think sometimes they end up with the, you know, the overwhelmed Christmas effect when the kids have opened all the toys and they're from one end of the house to the other on Christmas morning. And then they're crying in the floor on the floor because they've got nothing to play with. Right. right? Oh, just ultimately just overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number seven is outline pros and cons. And it's especially important to write these down because doing this mentally is again, more mental confusion and overflow. Um, and writing down a list of pros and cons with making a certain decision can be helpful in seeing the visual of, holy geez, there's a lot more cons than pros here. I think I had originally shown you how to do that years and years ago. Mm. Yeah. I uh, sometimes use it for myself too. And it's sometimes so obvious once you, you get it in front of you, you're like, but of course, you know, mm. I, it only makes sense that I make X decision because now that I see it on paper, it's so clear. But when it was jumbled up here with the grocery list and the chore list and whatever else list, you know, you couldn't sort it out in, in your brain. So sometimes it is helpful to write those things down. Like a pro, right. you write, take a piece of sheet, a, a piece of paper and, you know, one side pros to whatever your issue is that you're trying to decide and the other side cons and just make your lists. Which right. one's um, Number eight is quite simply flip a coin as if life was that easy. But I mean, if you need to make a split second decision, there you have it. <laughs> so i hope uh, not everyone would make all their life decisions well <laughs> no not serious ones but you know grandma oh, burger king or Mc... yeah no <laughs> burger king or mcdonald's kind of decisions yeah. you know yeah so um and uh, a big one that i struggle with is uh avoid questioning your final decisions right like and that's when the the what up the what ifs come marching in you know what if I had done it this way and I wonder if I could have you know changed the outcome or all that sort of thing once you've made the decision you kind of got to go with it because then it just turns into kicking yourself in the butt right right and uh number 10 is to congratulate yourself and mom and I kind of made a joke about this when we were you know compiling all our information for today's episode but I mean all jokes aside, you should, if a decision was hard to make, 
um, and you're trying to work through that because it's something you have a hard time with, it is important to recognize when you make a decision and get past a hurdle like that. So I don't know if you want to throw yourself a party or if you just want to, you know, mentally give yourself a pat on the back, but it is important to recognize things that you overcome because we often congratulate people around us, uh, for things that we see that they're doing that are great, but, um, small successes are still wins too. So. Right. And, you know, you need some positive reinforcement to enable yourself to make a decision again. Right. So mm. if you recognize it, it's sometimes hard to look at our own selves and, and say like, Hey, I did pretty good there. Right. So we really couldn't make a decision on how to end this episode. No, literally we couldn't. So uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. If you or someone you know has a unique story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at theimperfectpodcast at outlook.com. For more information and how to connect with us on social media, you can visit us at our website, theimperfectpodcast.ca. And from whichever platform you are listening to this episode, be sure to like, share, and leave us a review. We would really appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We look forward to hearing your feedback and seeing you all find that extra joy and embrace your own imperfect. See you next week.